Hi, this is Ryan, and thank you for joining us here on I Missed It. We want to hear your opinions, too. You can find us over on Twitter at I Missed It Pod. Let us know if you're watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer along with us, whether it's for the first time, like me, or the fifth time, like Brittany. This show would not exist as part of the Ghostlight Media Network without the support of our patrons. You can find the rest of the network shows over at ghostlightmedia.net. Please take a minute and rate and review this podcast and whatever podcatcher will let you. It really means a lot to us. That's all for now. Enjoy the show. watch a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely i'm ryan and i have now seen well most of buffy season one i have one episode left and i'm Brittany, and i have not missed it (laughs) no you have not missed it again you have not missed it again um well we have made it to episode 12 uh season one finale of buffy the vampire slayer we haven't watched it yet this is the end Mm-hmm. Of, this of, of this season. This is the end of this season. So we figured we would... Uh, we can get it, nostalgic when it's actually the end of the series. Yeah, that's a long ways to go. We have a hot minute. We have a little bit of time. Uh, we are uh, still um, getting used to uh, baby number two, so you may hear her dulcet cries. Hopefully. Not too much. Hopefully she sleeps. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. It'd be very nice. Please sleep. But here we are uh, at the end of season one. I don't know. It's been it's been fun. Um, I guess we'll start with you then. How well did you remember this season? More than I thought, but I still haven't seen season one as much as I've seen other seasons. Sure. So I remembered more than I thought, though. But also, I getting mixed up with when people come in and when they die, <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, and it is mixed up a lot. Like well, I, the show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so there does have to be some death in this. Yeah, like I didn't know Snyder was in this season. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Miss Calendar was in this season. Briefly, yeah. Well, maybe, is she in this one I, episode, it, the finale? Maybe, possibly. I don't remember. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Um, so episode 12 is entitled Prophecy Girl, which is a bad title. Uh, and the finale aired June 2nd, 1997. So that would be 22 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Wow. The IMDb summary for this episode is simply uh, Giles discovers an ancient book foretelling Buffy's death at the hands of the master. And IMDb gives it a solid... 8.9, which is the highest of this season. Is it? It is. I think the next one was 8.5, maybe. I don't and that know. that was probably Angel. Our listeners back at home can uh, tell us and correct us, I'm sure. Yeah, it's an 8.9. It's almost a 9, which is crazy high for a TV show on IMDb. Mm-hmm. It seems like if it hits an 8, that means it's good, generally. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and this is almost a nine based on 3,070 reviews. That's a lot. That's a lot. But I mean, in 22 years, that <laughs> has also been 22 <laughs> years. I don't think IMDb has been around for 22 years. Mm-hmm. No idea. No idea. Couldn't we'll tell see. you. So I assume that this book that they're talking about that Giles has discovered is really the book that Angel gave him. So yeah, uh, that's a cop out. Giles discovers a prophecy in the book. I don't think he discovers a book. No. He discovers a prophecy in the book, which is why it's called Prophecy Girl, I'm guessing. Right. How well do you think you remember this one? Like, I'm remembering specific things. I know what happens at the end. Like, I remember mostly what happens at the end or the climax that leads to the end of the episode. But not, like, a lot of details that are... That I can share because they're super spoilery. Everything's going to be super spoilery, (laughs) sure. Well, I'm excited to watch this. I'm excited to have finished season one. And it'll be one down and six to go. Plus Angel. Yep. But we also need to remember that all the other seasons are full seasons. So they're like 22 episodes. As opposed to 12. Oh, good. So we'll get even... More highs and lows. Uh-huh. Some really good episodes and just some filler ones. Yep. It's hard to have filler episodes when there's only 12. It's a lot easier when you're in the 20s. Well, there were still filler episodes in this season. Yes. Yes. There were a couple of real stinkers. Yep. I'm excited to watch it again. Again? What time is this for you? What do you think? Four? Maybe three Five? or four. Three or four? Probably. Probably. When's the last time you watched this? I don't remember. Like years? Yeah. Years? Yeah. I think when I still lived at home. Gotcha. I think I watched it like right around the time that we got engaged. Gotcha. So that would have been what, seven, years, seven years, ago years ago at this point. Yeah. Wow. That's been a while. We're getting old. We're getting old. Well, we have, <laughs> we're not even 30. No, but we do have two children. So I think that adds to the age factor. All right, so we're going to go away and watch this. I recommend you do as well, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We have now finished... Season 1 of Buffy, all 12 episodes, it's a momentous event, a momentous occasion, sort of. I mean, it's season 1. It's season 1. It's a whole season. One down. How many to go? Six. Six to go. 120 episodes? I don't even know. I don't want to think about it. But we have finished season 1 of Buffy, and uh, it was fine. It's not a glowing endorsement, I know, but it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's not the best. It's not the worst. Yeah, for 1997, it's groundbreaking television. For 2020, it's nostalgic. Right. And the advances in technology are pretty evident (laughs) since then. Yep. It's still shot in full screen at this point. It's not even widescreen yet. We'll get right. there. Um, I mean, that's actually really funny because I even wrote 
the demon toward the end. Welcome to the to ninety CGI. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. So, all right. So this was Prophecy Girl. This was uh, episode twelve, the finale of season one. IMDb gives this an eight point nine, which is the highest of season one. Gotcha. I I don't think it was the best episode of season one. No. Um, I would probably give it an eight. Maybe a seven and a half. Yeah, I said eight, eight and a half. Somewhere in there. Like, it was fine. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. They spent so much time talking about that dress. Yeah. So much time. It was unnecessary. An unnecessary amount of dress time. They even had a panning shot at one point of Buffy, but it was not of Buffy. It was of the dress that she was wearing. It wasn't even the sexualized shot necessarily like these shots usually are it was very clearly a pan up shot so that we could see the dress yeah i mean it it's white and it's supposed to signify purity or whatever right i got it (laughs) and then they hit us over the head with it yeah which seems like that's just how buffy works yeah i think i read in the trivia thing that um the last line where Angel says something about the dress was not scripted. Okay. That was just so many dress references. I thought there were more, to be honest. There's only three. Just three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote down, why do we care so much about Buffy's white prom dress? Why do we have a prom dress shot? She's still wearing the same dress. How is this dress not dirty? I mean, it was a little dirty. It was a little dirty. They also threw her in water and she came out dripping wet in a white dress and was somehow I mean, it, not completely naked. It just like, means that whoever made that dress was real good. Yeah, apparently. Shout out to the costumer for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we have our angel sighting uh, and then he's there a lot. About 15 minutes and he shows up and he's talking with Giles and then Buffy loses her mind because she overhears this conversation. It was Uh, such a good scene. It was such a good scene. It is one of the best scenes of season one. Yeah. Is that conversation. And it was the first time that I really felt like Sarah Michelle Gellar was earning her keep as an actress, like a legitimate actress on this show, and not just running around screaming, which is what they wanted her to do. But it was a nice full circle thing. Because if you think back to the pilot, they tried to give her... A scene or two where she's like acting and it was bad. Yeah. It was soap opera. Was yeah, bad. I mean, we have to remember she's a soap opera actress. Yes. She's on all my, all my Children. Yes. Man, that's quite a career, isn't it? All My Children, Buffy, and Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's. There's got to be stuff in between there, but A to B to C, like, that doesn't make any right. sense. And then, then, well, and then I know what you did last summer. Okay, yeah. And she dies in Scream 2. All right, are we going down a Sarah Michelle Gellar rabbit hole here? I mean, I know a lot of what she's done. She was in The Ringer, which I think also had Robin Williams in it. Oh, yeah, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. IMDb says Buffy, then Cruel Intentions, then Scooby-Doo, then I Know What You Did Last Summer. Cruel Intentions is so good. (laughs) I haven't seen it in so long. Um... She apparently appeared on a single episode of The Big Bang Theory as Sarah Michelle Gellar. Probably. So that was interesting. I mean, it's nerdverse. Like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. 
they've had a lot of people in that show as themselves as themselves yeah which is so she was a voice in star wars rebels the tv series it's so funny though that they like consider buffy nerdverse in big bang theory but not charmed because kaylee cuoco was on charmed well you have to you know choose your mythologies apparently (laughs) oh man uh how many episodes of all my children was she on no idea a lot 54 which is actually not that many. I would. I was gonna go into the two hundred, so that is no, less than I thought. This says fifty four, which is strange. I don't. I, th- I never saw her on All My Children. I never watched. She it. was on Swan's Crossing. I don't know what that means. For sixty three episodes, where she played Sydney Orion Rutledge. So that's interesting. What was her very? Oh, that's okay. This will be our last Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, rabbit hole. We'll end here. We'll find the bottom of the rabbit hole. Uh, what is her earliest thing she's credited for? Goosebumps. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, her earliest acting credit, according to IMDb, is when she was uh, four years old. Burger King commercial. Exciting. She was four. And then she played Jennifer Bianchi in a TV movie, Invasion of Privacy, in 1983, when she was six. Great. Oh, they gave her a second Burger King commercial. Good for her. I guess she was good. She was on David Letterman when she was eight? I guess. Okay. All right. So that's Sarah Michelle Gellar's history right there. Now you guys don't have to go look it up, apparently. Okay, so what else do we need to talk about from the finale? Because the finale's got a lot in it that we should talk about, and we should probably structure this a little bit better, but we're kind of tangential at this point. Yeah, I mean, it was written and directed by Joss Whedon, and I think that this is the first episode... I think you're right. ...that is written and directed by Joss Whedon. He's been one or the other before, multiple times, and he's also the showrunner. We do get a little bit... Oh, we do get a lot more of the uh, Xander crush a lot more of that and i'm just ready for this to be done i thought it was done earlier i don't remember when it stopped but it's not it's still there i would like it to be done i don't remember when it's done because there's good love triangles and then there's bad love triangles and then there's whatever buffy xander and willow are not a love triangle kind of well buffy likes xander xander likes buffy and then buffy Buffy doesn't like like Xander. Buffy likes Angel. Yeah, Buffy likes Angel, which is somewhere else. But it's kind of one person likes another person who likes the third person. Yeah, but it doesn't close. No, it doesn't close. It's not a triangle. It's it's not a shape. It's a weird amoeba. It's not a linear shape. It's a line that needs to end. Correct. We did get a nice casual lesbian willow joke, which is fun because... Because I, I know that the character becomes a lesbian. That's probably not the right phrasing, but whatever. This figures out that... She, used, she chooses to bang a woman and sure. continue to bang a woman. Sure, that works. Women. In the, and it's the late 90s. Sure, that works for 
they weren't concerned about. No, I think they were one of the first lesbian couples on television. Yeah, pro- I think so. I rem- like even it was like a big deal. Even young Ryan vaguely remembers hearing about that and never yeah. watched it. It's a big deal. Like so. they Willow and Tara, a big deal. Yeah. So I'm sure back then they were more concerned with just putting the lesbian relationship on screen and not as concerned with character arc for Willow to get to that point and showing everything and really deep diving that. We'll see. I don't remember. remember. We'll see. I haven't seen it yet. I Um, know there is an episode where she chooses. Okay. I know. I mean, today I'm sure it would be done differently. It would have to. It would have to be done differently because you would have to care about that journey. She would also have to be a lesbian from the beginning, basically. Or consider herself bisexual. Right. It'd be interesting. But that is something that would certainly be handled differently nowadays. But you can't really... I mean, you can fault anything because it's the internet. But I can't really find much fault with with them for not setting it up immediately. Because they would never have known that this was where they were going. No. And they wouldn't have been able to kind of hint at it from the get-go anyway, because it's 1997. And also, Willow would have been much, like, the way that they're writing her, she would have been much less interesting. Yes. She would have had to have, she would have been the one to have a crush on Buffy or Cordelia or or something like that, and that wouldn't have been interesting. No, you know, if Willow had had a crush on Cordelia, that would have made season one way more interesting. <laughs> Cordelia's just the worst, but Willow's head over heels? Yeah, I, I think that would have. Yeah. Yeah. Our next bit, one of my favorite bits, is uh, Buffy's casual yet inconsistent strength, which is just delightful. Um, She knows the exact amount to pull her punch to only knock out Giles. Yes. And then she isn't capable of punching Voldemort. Well, And just kind of shouts at him in a cave. But he is much. Until he gets crazy magic powers, um, which we will get to. He's much stronger than Giles, though, and scarier. But then she dies. Yeah. And then she gets super awesome death powers because she's dead. Okay. I mean, she's alive. But, she, yeah, because she comes back. Yeah. She falls into a pool. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back. Mm-hmm. And then she's super powered. She's charged up. She's ready to go. How? I don't know. Explain something, Buffy. That I don't know. It might be Slayer lore, to be honest. Giles explains every single other thing on this show. And he does it well. Anthony Stewart Head is to be lauded for his performance and his deliverance of, of backstory and lore and just general knowledge that we need to understand the episode. It's wonderful. How did Buffy get stronger? I don't know. I mean, honestly, it might be lore that I... That Is it hell hasn't... water? Maybe. Just, he was imprisoned in the hell mouth underneath? No, he wasn't in the hell mouth. Or maybe she died and she's not afraid to die again because she already has. So if you're not afraid to die, you'd 
Well, then she's, harder. then she's not afraid to use her full strength. Because if you use your full strength, you can die. I don't know. I don't know either. This is the problem with Buffy. Buffy's casually at inconsistent strength. Uh, and moving on to a side tangent of Buffy's casual yet inconsistent strength is Voldemort's got magic. He's got mind magic. He can screw with your head. It's awesome. It's great. Where did it come from? I He's don't done know. it before. Yeah, but not to this extent. I mean, I guess, yeah. Is it because it, it? It, the whole point was she goes downstairs. Uh, downstairs. She goes down into the caves underneath the city or wherever, wherever he's hiding. She finds him, and that breaks the seal, and now he can get out. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because he's on the surface now. So now that it, the seal's been broken, yeah, he has access to his full powers? Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like we're about to get a lot of Twitter ads for this one. I mean, maybe. Sure. I don't know. That's great. Hey, if you want to explain maybe, to us yeah. how they have these magical powers, how this works, that would be great. Because season one did not prepare me for uh, Voldemort mind control. I'm here for Voldemort mind control because I was rooting for Voldemort most of this episode. Yes. Because he's way more interesting. And I won and I was so excited because they, they killed Buffy and then Voldemort got out and I was like, yes, we're going to get to see what Voldemort on the surface like is like. We're going to get to see what vampires and everyone and the demons, what happens when they overrun the city and when they get out. And it's a whole thing. Yes, I'm so excited. And then Buffy comes back, gets on a roof, and Secret stakes him. He turns into a skeleton, and everything's fine. He does fall through a roof. Yes. He's fall, well, he falls through the glass ceiling, which why in a high school do you have glass ceilings is my question. Just so Buffy can literally break the glass ceiling. Yeah. Well, it's like the skyline or whatever, but I don't know why you would have that in a library in a high school. I don't know either, but I mean, they have an English professor running the library and the library's got all these secret nooks and crannies and a weapons rack. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest design of a high school. What else do you have? What did you uh, remember from this episode? What did you forget? Um. How many times had you seen this finale? I don't know. I don't remember. Like three or like 12? Because you said, said this isn't your favorite season. Yeah. Probably like in between three and 12. I don't know. Okay. I really don't. Six and a half. Probably. I mean, we've really talked about all the stuff that I remember. I did, I remembered this part, but I wrote, wrote a... Uh, what I wrote down for when... Um, Cordelia and Willow find those guys dead in somewhere in the school because mm-hmm. they're about to set up for that dance. Um, oh, right, yeah. Cordelia and Willow not seeing the bloody handprint on the TV is the equivalent to Ashton Kutcher thinking that blood on the floor was wine. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, literally it's right there and they should have seen it. And if... Those listening at home don't understand the Ashton Kutcher reference. 
His girlfriend was murdered. He came over, looked in her window because she wasn't answering. He saw blood on the floor and thought it was wine and left. So he's doing all right for himself. I mean, this was beginning of that 70s show. Yeah. Then he married Mila Kunis. Well, first Demi Moore, but we don't talk about that time because it was gross. <laughs> oh, and I did want to mention, oh, okay. sorry, that the Master Skeleton, because you talked about how he was a skeleton now, mm-hmm. is important. It is important. Yes, it's not just the, like, three or four episodes bef- happened this season where they show something and you're like, oh, I'm super interested in that. And I told you they don't get back to it. Yes. This they actually get back to. Okay. That's good. Yes. We have to talk about fight choreography because we've talked about it so much already. It was better, kind of. Like, the fight at the beginning was fine. Can I honestly say that it's probably better because Joss Whedon directed it versus someone else directing it? Maybe. That might be it. But the fight at the end was bad. And then the... Like, she didn't actually have, like, a this knock-down, drag-out fight with Voldemort. Like, I thought she was gonna. Like, I thought they were building towards it and building towards it. And then they kind of have it, but it's so short both mm-hmm. times. Like, the first time, she kind of swings at him a couple of times, and then he mind-controls her, and then she's dead. Yeah. And then the second time, she shows up, and he's like, What? I thought I killed you! And then she's like, Nope, I'm gonna murder you now. And it's like four or five moves. Yeah. It gets better. I mean, the fight choreography or the fights that you want to happen and you want to be good are really good. That's good. The fights in Angel, from what I recall, are very good. But that's because you have David Boreanaz doing 90% of his own stunts. Whenever he has both knees. Until (laughs) season five, in which they were like, just kidding. You're going to sit on your desk. At one point, we're going to turn you into a puppet. excited for that episode you have a really long time to go but we do need i do need to mention <laughs> that evidently buffy has magical powers and can hide a stake anywhere on her um and it cannot fall out because this is the one fight at the beginning of the episode where she had the stake like tucked into her back pants the back of her pants or her belt or something or mm-hmm. under her jacket but it was like it would have been stabbing her. Like, it would have been stabbing her. And it's very clearly a shot of she just pulls it from under her jacket, and that's how the shot starts. And they didn't think it through, and it just bugs me. Yeah. I'm still waiting for her to have, like, like spring-loaded steak launchers strapped to her wrists so she can, like, flick her wrist and a steak launches down into her hand and she can, like, use the momentum to stab somebody. I think that happens, but really? I do not think that it's Buffy who oh, does okay. that. okay. Because that's so cool. Because it's basically, it, like, crossbows strapped to your wrists. Yeah. I don't think that it's Buffy that uses it. Okay. I think it's somebody else. And I don't remember if it's an angel or if it's in Buffy. Okay. Well, that's good. That'll, that'll come. Yes. I'm pretty sure that that happens. Well, since this, this is the end of season one, uh, you want to do favorite episode and least favorite episode? Yes. 
Let's do that. What is your what was your favorite episode of season one? My favorite episode was Angel. Dang it. Mine was Angel as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have the same least favorite episode too. The Internet Robot. Yes. It was so dumb. It was. And it wasn't good either, which made me sad because it was the Willow episode. Yeah. Yes, the Internet Robot episode was so bad. Yes, it was like, Until that episode, the worst one was the hyena pack. Kind See, of. I like that one. Well, I like that Xander got his own episode and did good stuff in it. Yeah. I hate the premise. Oh, my least favorite episode before that was Teacher's Pet. I hate that episode. Oh, that's right. You didn't like that one. Yeah, I like the pack. I like the hyena episode because it's different. It's not vampires. It's not demons. Necessarily, it is kind of demons, but... Yeah, I did... um, I did kind of like... In hindsight, the puppet episode, they didn't pull it off well, but I like that they tried. Yeah. And that's really the most I can say about that. Well, do you have anything else you want to add to this? Um, nope, I don't think so. I'm really excited for season two because it's my favorite. Uh, Ryan predicts poorly. I predict that the first scene of season two will be a dream sequence flashback. Where Buffy is trying to kill Angel. Because that makes the most sense to me. And that feels like a good grab him right out of the gate. Oh no, she's going to kill him. And then she wakes up. Because they've done that bit before too. Mm-hmm. So that's my thought there. Great. And originally you're predicting poorly was outrageous stuff. And now it's like you're actually trying to predict what happened. I know, right? Well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure I'm still over 11. I no, think... I think you got one right, because you said I, I predict that Angel's going to be in the next episode, and he was in the next episode. Oh, you're right. You're right. I got one. Yeah. I got one. I'll take one. So this ends uh, season one. Woop woop. We made it to the end. You might season be able... one. Oh, yeah. You might be able to hear our screaming child in the background, but that's fine. That's fine. We're parents. This is how life works. This has been season one. Um, I missed it. Uh, we are planning on continuing. I think we're going to watch at least the Buffy first couple of seasons and then we'll see how it shakes out if we want to alternate Buffy and Angel episodes or how we want to handle that. But we'll figure that out later. We don't have to do that right now. No, we still have two more seasons of Buffy to figure that out. Absolutely. Well, that's all for now. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget, reading aloud from ancient texts is always a bad idea. Yes, and typing them into a computer. And typing them into a computer is the worst episode. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.